Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi, Beth. Hi, Jenna. We're extra smiley today. I know. It's because we're with all of our friends virtually on Instagram they just, Live. They're being so kind. It's really sweet. I know. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for listening. So what are we going to chat about today? Well, okay. This is something I've actually been thinking a lot about. You know how with our Blessed Is She team of writers, we've been reading this book, Strengths Finders. Yes. Um, and we're doing it as a part of our team development, right? And I've done this with core teams in the past, with parish staff that I worked with. And there are, I want to say, 34 strengths. A lot of strengths. Right? Yeah. A lot of diversity it is. of it's strengths. Really. Yeah. So we've been taking this inventory of strengths as a team. And all the writers are sending me their top five strengths. So when you take Okay, first you buy the book, (laughs) then you get a one-time use access code. Can we talk about this business plan of theirs? I know. Don't let just anyone take this (laughs) test. You have to buy the book. You can't like Google it and take a free online test. No, it's not like that. It's brilliant. It really is. It stinks for us, but it's brilliant. Also, you can't retake it, but alas, they took it. They're all sending me their top five strengths. And it's really cool to see that we have a lot of similar strengths and just exciting to see how they work together and where our strengths as a team lie. But all of this to say, I learned the most fascinating thing as I collected these results. One of our writers came back with her results and one of her top five strengths was what's called self-assurance. And I was like, what? I don't even know what that means. I honestly was like, that cannot be right. I've never seen that strength in a top five result of all of the people that I've ever worked with. First, I want to know if it was actually a strength or if it was like autocorrect and it was something else. Yeah. And then you had to research what that meant. Right. So then I read about it and I thought it was so fascinating. It's like, it is self-confidence. It's confidence in your abilities, your ability to execute your ideas, your sense of self, you know, you can get it done, but also it extends beyond executing into confidence in your own judgment, your own discernment, which I found, I don't know, fascinating. Yeah. I was also very jealous. Mm-hmm. I was also like, how do I develop this? <laughs> this right. is amazing. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about confidence. Well, and I loved it because in Teachable Tuesday, someone asked about insecurity and friendships and that really, really touched me because I think that that particular topic spans all ages and stages of life. Yeah. I think too, you can have confidence in one area and feel really insecure in another area. That's so true. Or in one season of life, you're like killing it. Mm -hmm. In the next season of life, you're trying something new and you're a a little unsure. Totally. Yeah. So I, I think it's a very fluid topic that is really universal because you can experience insecurity in so many ways. Do you remember the very first time you felt insecure? Totally. It might not be the very first, but it's the most prominent. Yeah. And probably because it's one of those stories in my family that everybody tells, they become like folklore in Mm -hmm. your family history. Totally. So this particular story is that I took, (laughs) I took tap lessons. Cool. As a kid. Yeah. Like I've always loved dance. I can see it. 
yeah, I was always like putting on shows and like I was so dramatic and like roping people in and singing and dancing in the living room. So my parents tried to harness that (laughs) creativity and they put me in dance and I loved it. And I had a blue leotard and blue tights, which now is like, really guys, (laughs) like electric blue. But anyway, so I took tap lessons, loved it. And friend, I quit. I quit tap. Hmm. Wait for it because I didn't want to do the recital. I didn't want to perform. Yeah. So that insecurity of doing this thing I love in front of other people stopped me from doing the thing. And I quit dance. Hmm. And I did obviously come around. I did theater and speech and debate in high school. Went to college on a theater scholarship. and, And ultimately, it turns out that performing, you know, and and now speaking, it's an area where I am gifted, but that I was insecure to step out as a kid. It reminds me of the Jonathan Halzer thing that he said at that conference we went to. Yeah. He said the enemy points his sword right at the area of your greatness, right at the area of your strength. And I think that's especially true in childhood. I do think the enemy really tries to get a grip on something that he knows you're going to develop that will affect the kingdom. That's cool. Right? I have a question about Little Beth, minus the tap dancing. First of all, I call myself that in prayer, Little Beth. The Lord calls me Little Beth. He told me that. Shut up. No, he didn't tell me that. (laughs) Were you confident in other areas or did that translate into other areas you didn't have self-assurance? No, I think in general, I was a more halting person, like hesitant Like, I think I'm a very contradictory person Hmm. because I felt a lot of insecurity about a lot of things, but I really tried to push myself to do it anyway. But that doesn't mean that I ever felt confident doing it. And even if I did it, that doesn't mean I necessarily felt confident having done it. Were you pretty confident as a kid, like a go-getter? Well, as I've said before, I was an athlete. So I think I always just felt really confident in being an athlete. Like I was good at sports. Yeah. But I have always very much struggled in friendships. Always. So I guess like my first insecurity as a kid that's glaring in my head. Yeah. um, As a kid from another kid was in second grade. And I remember being at a sleepover and I took off my shoes and everyone told me my feet stink and they left me in the room all by myself. No. They all left the room. I hate this story. No, I have so many stories like this. But like, then it turned into me being very possessive of friends because I was like grasping for them to love me. Yeah. And it was almost like too much for them. So I even had a friend Mm -hmm. as an adult say, you're too much. Like you need to calm down with like how much you call me or text me. Wow. Yeah. So I've always had this feeling of like insecurity and friendship. So I think that's why that question like touched me so much because I... I've felt so many times left out and what am I doing wrong that they don't want to hang out with me? And, and so much of my worth is bound up in how much people love me and how much people want to be around me, which just is awful. Okay. Can we talk about that story for a second? Like in my own life, I have stories or memories like that, that as an adult, looking back with some maturity, yeah, with some I don't know what it is, emotional maturity. I can look back at little Beth in a situation where I was rejected or insecure or feel like I 
did something really wrong or failed, you know, I can look back at little Beth with such compassion. Maybe it's my niece and nephews. Maybe it's just growing up. I can look at that and divorce shame from that memory and say, that's a really normal thing for a kid to have a stinky pair of sneakers. That's not a verdict on my identity or my worth. And we can see that objectively 30 years in the future. But in the moment, those things really can, unfortunately, maybe define is too strong a word, but really wound us. Right. That just breaks my heart for little Jenna. I think that has now translated into my adult life and that adult friendship where they said, yeah, you're too much for me. I realize the moments where I do feel really rooted with the Lord now and when I don't feel connected to him, when I'm not feeling connected and I'm not making time for prayer or like, I'm just, you know, like feeling yucky, I guess that's when I slip back into really feeling insecure again, mm-hmm. because I forgot, I forgot my worth. I go back to shame. I go back to what am I doing wrong? I yeah. go back to why aren't they calling or texting me back as opposed to I'm just good. He just loves me. There's a song by Stephanie Gretzinger. The best, the best song, the best song on the album. In my opinion, it's called confident. I'm confident your faithfulness will see me through. Yeah. My soul can rest. My righteousness is found in you. I don't <laughs> need to strive because my comp, I'm just rooted. I'm sitting in yeah. his goodness and he just makes me good. I don't have to strive for anything. Yeah. I don't have to like work on my shame or anything because he's just telling me I'm good. Yeah. I think when I've tried to address as an adult, insecurity or lack of confidence, whether it's around like a new skill or a new job or in a relationship, I think I've many times assumed that the confidence will come for me when I have success in that area. Does that make sense? So I, I like think if I just get some experience, if I just do it right, then I'll build confidence in this way. But you're exactly right. It can only come in its deepest and most lasting way. It comes from knowing our identity and hearing from the Lord again and again and again. You're good. Yeah. I love you. I like you. I like who you are. Yes. I like all those quirky things about you that you think are weird or annoying. Like, I like those. I made you that way. Yeah. So I think sometimes our approach to insecurity can be kind of clinical when the reality is the healing comes in relationship with Jesus. What helps when you're feeling insecure in the moment when insecurity comes, how do you fake it until you make it? I typically will just like if a friend, I don't know. I need an example. Okay. So I think it has a lot to do with temperament or personality. And I'm a big person that's like, know yourself, find out all the things you can find out about yourself and gather the evidence to help you understand why you do the things you do. And And primarily that happens in prayer. But I know you said like, that's kind of your MO. Like you just do it. And if it doesn't work, like you do it again. You know, you do fake it till you make it as a, as a, as a spiritual practice. (laughs) But I wonder Jenna, if that's something that's really great and cool about your personality that someone else might not be good at. Like it does not come as easily to me to fake it till I make it. It's struggle and stress 
and I'll do it, but it really hurts and it's really hard. And then I'm like, okay, I kind of did that. Maybe I can do it again and be a little bit less stressed. Still going to be stressed until I get it a couple more times. So I don't know. I just wonder what you would say to someone for whom fake it till you make it feels impossible. I think it has to go back to, was this for you? Is this for you? Wow. So, I mean, I've, I've struggled in motherhood. I feel like I wasn't made to be a mom. The Lord made me differently than most moms. It's not natural to me. I never like loved children, etc. So I just keep trying. And I know that this is where the Lord has me. And so I have, again, I have to rest in confidence that he gave me this for yeah. a reason. I have to just lean on, all right, this is of you. Yeah. I think that's excellent. I think I felt that way in this job, in my last job. Anytime I take on something that's new or challenging, I have to keep going back to my discernment to right. say, wait a second. No, I, I know that I can do this. Not in my own strength, but I know that I can do this because God called me to do it. And if he called me to do it, he's going to equip me to do it. Yes. So even if I don't think I can do it, the Lord thinks I can do it. Yeah. That's very good. How do you think your relationship with the Lord has affected your confidence? Yeah, it has everything to do with the Lord. Whatever confidence I do have is only because he has told me again and again and again that I'm loved, that I'm okay, that I'm not deficient in any way, that I, this is a big one for me, that I didn't like miss it. I'm not missing anything that everybody else has. I can't, I find myself thinking sometimes people know things that I don't know. People have had experiences that I don't have. And that is a true statement, <laughs> but at the same time, that doesn't make me deficient. Less I have, a, yeah, I have experiences that they don't have. I know things that they don't know, but there was always something like kind of from the outside looking in, like, wow, that person really knows what they're doing. That person can really go out and do something without hesitating. Whereas for me, it's, it's hard. It's hard to step out. So I've had to go back to the Lord I still have to go back to the Lord and ask, am I okay? Am I? You love me like this? Yeah. Even this thing about me? Um, and I think it's good to get specific with the Lord. You know, like on the surface level, <clears throat> it might be about a thing that we do, a job or a talent or circumstance. But on a deeper level, you get into like, what about my laugh? <laughs> what about the kind of friend I am? How am I doing as a wife? Like those deeper questions that tend to inform our identity more um, that we have to keep bringing back to the Lord. And, and I think as he reaffirms how good we are, how loved we are, that he equips us, that it's really not even about us. It's really not even about our strength or our, our ability. Even these like natural strengths finder, like how cool, but also who cares? Cause the Lord can do anything. Yes. And he proved that by choosing the disciples, you know? Right. Like, I think we get very numb to the fact, you know, it becomes old hat that like the Lord used these fishermen and we're like, Oh, well, we use the fishermen, but we don't actually believe that he would use us. No. We believe that he would use these fishermen. We don't believe that he would use us. 
with all our baggage, with all our hangups, with our sin, we think somehow that disqualifies us when it didn't just being uneducated. Yeah. Yeah. I think we tend to think that we're disqualified in some way from any, I mean, you could put that on, on anything, whether it's a job or a relationship or even prayer, like that's not for me, but it's the Lord who is our confidence. Not only do we find our confidence in him by him speaking over us, our confidence is in him. Like we can be confident because of who he is, not only what he can do in and through us, but because of who he is, we can just hang on for the ride. What about you? Well, I think we've talked before about, I think it was on the episode with Lindsay, about how we can be confident in the Lord when we remember the ways that he's come through for us. So good. So So when I feel like, Lord, how am I going to get through this? I go back to, oh, you got Mike out of anxiety. You healed Mike from something I never thought he'd be healed from. You did that. So I can be confident that you're faithful to me, that you will come through again. And the timing, I don't know. And the circumstances, I don't know. But I'm confident that you love me and you want the best for me. I think it's really important to have a long memory in the spiritual life. Right. In fact, I don't know if you remember this. Recently in a Teachable Tuesday, for myself, I was reading and studying in... Exodus and talking about how the Lord provided water for the people. And then you go back and he provided manna and you go back and he delivered the people out of Egypt and parted the Red Sea and, and kind of this idea of looking back at the last chapter for evidence that God can and will come through in your current chapter and in the next chapter and in the next chapter. And, and that was so good for me. And I so believed it as I was preparing and praying. And then this situation came up and I was tempted to feel really discouraged. Like, God, I thought you did that. And Mm. now like what happened? And literally the Lord said to me, go back to the last chapter. Mm. Like you did it once before. Okay. You're going to do it again. Okay. All right. I would prefer not to have to backtrack here, but okay. I'll wait again. Cause you came through in the last chapter. So you're going to come through in the next chapter. Yeah, I think looking back on his faithfulness and not only in your own story, but in the collective memory of the church, whether mm-hmm. that's people in your small group, people in our regional groups that are sharing ways that God's yeah. come through for them. But more than that, for me, just a massive confidence booster in who the Lord is and what he can do is the lives of the saints. To be able to look at them and say like, wow, that person is no different from me. God did that for that person because they loved him and I love him. So he's going to do that for me. Big fan of the saints over here. Yeah. And I feel like that confidence in his faithfulness equates to confidence in who he made us to be. It's like a circle. So a lot of times people ask about trusting in the Lord and struggling to trust in the Lord. And I think trust equals confidence in some ways in the ways that we're talking about it confidence that he's going to come through or that he's faithful, meaning trusting him. How do you develop confidence in the Lord through times where it's maybe taking longer? Sometimes I wonder if people are going to get tired of asking me questions about anything in the spiritual life, because my answer is literally always the same. It's having a, a personal daily relationship with Jesus. So when I get to know him through having a relationship with him, through daily prayer, 
I've come to know his character. So I think when you spend time with Jesus in the same way that you would spend time with anybody in a relationship, you get to know what they're like. So I got to know his voice. So for me, the answer to being able to trust him has been getting to know him. And the only way to get to know someone is to spend time with them. And so a daily dynamic, intimate relationship with Jesus in prayer every day has been paramount to being able to trust him Mm. because now I know what he's like. I know how he feels about me. I know how he treats me. I'm getting to know how he thinks and that it's very different from how I think. And because I love him and because I know what he's like, I'm not afraid of his will because I trust him. I trust his heart. So I don't have to be afraid of what he wants to do in my life or what I perceive that he is or isn't doing in my life. I don't have to be afraid of that because, because I love him and I know him and I trust him. So I think in order to be confident in his will and his plan is really just to spend time with him. He truly is just the most delightful God, you know? loving and present and patient and full of understanding. He's just the best. That's beautiful. Should we pray? Let's do it. Okay. Jesus, you're the best. No, you didn't say Father, Son. Father and Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for loving my voice and for loving best tap dance and delighting in us and all the little things that we feel insecure about, Lord, that I know that you love us. And you smile with us and laugh with us. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for making us good. I just ask that we remember you throughout the day, Lord, and all the little ways that shame might slip in or insecurity, that we rest in you, that our confidence lies in you and your goodness. In your most holy name, amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks, friend. Chat soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.